Hi, this is Colin Shaw with a special offer. At the end of the show, I'm going to give you a link that you'll be able to use to benchmark your organisation to find out where you are today in this new and exciting world of behavioural economics and customer experience. We will compare your results against other organisations. All you simply need to do is to fill out a short questionnaire. And the best bit is the report is free. Stay tuned to After the Show. Welcome to The Intuitive Customer, where we discuss how you can improve your customer experience and your bottom line by embracing behavioral economics. And now, here are your hosts, world-renowned thought leader on customer experience, Colin Shaw, and Professor Ryan Hamilton from Emory University. So, Ryan, when Disney do research with their customers, the really interesting thing is when Disney do research, they ask their customers what they'd like to eat at a theme park. Um... And typically, uh, people say, I'd like to have an option of a salad. But but guess what? Disney know that people don't eat salads when they go to theme parks. They eat mm. hot dogs and hamburgers. And the what we're, we're talking about today um, is, and this has been suggested by one of our listeners, um, a, a bit about this, what, what Ryan and I have called before the hidden customer experience. Um, and this is, uh, we're going to talk a bit about... Um, uh, a technique that we use called an emotional signature, which is a way of uh, understanding um, that hidden part of things um, and that, um, you know, that that experience that that is underneath the surface. Do, does that make sense? Yeah, I'm excited to hear about it. So, Colin, you and I have worked together in a number of uh, different capacities. And so I've heard you speak a lot about the emotional signature, but uh, I don't know that I've ever dug into the tool in great detail. So I'm excited to hear about how you use it. Uh, maybe if I can ask, is there a story behind how you came up with the name of the tool, um, the emotional signature? It's kind of an evocative name. It is. Um, and, and that's because one of the things, so good question. So let me, let me come to that, if I may. Um, because it, if I go back in history, what, what actually happened was um, we were working with, and this is back in 2005, uh, we were working with uh, an insurance company based in Germany and we were talking to them about an emotional customer experience. Um, and one of the things that they rightly so challenged us on was effectively to, uh, to, to ask us, well, what does, you know, if we, if we evoke emotions in our customers, then how much money are we going to get? You know, and to be honest mm. with you, that's an absolutely reasonable question. Sure. Um, at the time, we could just say, I don't know, but we think right. it's a good idea. Um, and that doesn't really work, to be honest with you. Um, so we did two years worth of research with London Business School to identify which emotions drive and destroy value. So we worked with um, some um, psychologists there and um, um, we basically discovered uh, that there are 20 emotions that drive and destroy value. Uh, so these are things like uh, destroying value, things like irritated, hurried, neglect, stressed, disappointed, frustrated, unhappy, unsatisfied. You can see this stuff on our website, by the way. Um, uh, and there are four clusters. So the, the, the positive emotions, 12 of them, uh, first ones are in the attention cluster, things like feeling interested, energetic, stimulated, exploratory, indulgent. Next level up, recommendation cluster, trust, valued, safe, focused, and cared for. 
and what the statistician called the big daddy was the the the, the, <laughs> Is that a the statistical term <laughs> i think so and maybe just become a father i'm not sure um <laughs> was happy and pleased so uh, the the issue becomes and where the emotional signature came out was to effectively go so if you were to measure your customers against those emotions that drive value then how are you performing and we just came up with this concept of a signature so everybody's signature is different and mm -hmm. therefore by definition every organization's signature is different um uh, and therefore um, uh, um and uh, uh, therefore one of the things that we do in an emotional signature is to uh, literally just to find out what that signature looks like so how are you performing against those 20 uh, emotions but but i think the key thing and, and the bit i want to get to because this is the bit that people tend to find most interesting is this bit about you know disney know that when they ask customers what they want to eat at a theme park it they say salad but actually what they buy are hot dogs and hamburgers because this is key critical um we did some research recently with a health company healthcare company um who when you ask their patients what it was that um drug what is, is that they wanted most from their healthcare experience is they said they wanted to spend more time with the doctor but actually it's not that they spend it, want to spend more time with the doctor what they wanted was the doctor to have listened to them yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. a big difference you know um and the the actions are different because you could have gone okay well you want to spend more time with the doctor we'll increase the time that increases the cost that means we really need more doctors and actually what happens is you wouldn't have increased customer satisfaction whatsoever because you'd have had the same doctors who were not listening. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas, it worse, even more frustrated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, whereas actually, if you train doctors how to listen or even being perceived to, that they are listening, I, right. I make it my contact and all those other wonderful things, then actually you could reduce cost and increase satisfaction. So, you know, that, that for us becomes the, the, the key. So the, the I mean, way we this do is a, this is an interesting sorry. point. I think this happens a lot where people try to answer the question that's asked but often they're answering a different question based on kind of how do I feel? Um, yeah. It's very common to see political surveys where like Democrats will endorse all kinds of really awful things about a Republican candidate that they probably don't believe. They're just angry at the Republican candidate and vice versa. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what question you're going to ask me about the person from the other party. Um, I'm going to endorse kind of the negative side of it because they don't like the party or the person, not that I necessarily think those actual things. I think the same thing happens in, in marketing research. Like, I'm frustrated with the doctor. Well, how am I going to express that? He needs to, uh, he or she needs to spend more time with me. There needs to be more evidence that they care. Yeah. Um, whereas the, nobody wants to spend time in a doctor's office. Let Beyond Philosophy help you discover what your customers really want, not what they say they want, by uncovering the hidden drivers of value in your customer experience to create real ROI. Contact Beyond Philosophy by going to beyondphilosophy.com slash contact. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash contact.
part of the challenge is that that what actually happens is you know there's a basically there's a big difference between what people say and what people do yeah, yeah. so and this is where podcasts fail uh, um, in the sense of I'm now going to tell you about a four box model which I would like to show you but I can't so imagine a four box model <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, if you're not driving or whatever, draw this out. So imagine four boxes, a four box model with the um, with the vertical being what drives value for the organization and the horizontal axis is what customers say that they want. OK, so top right hand box is things that people say that they want and you can prove drives value. So in other words, they tell you that they want it. I would like to. I would like to have um, connectivity on my internet uh, 100% of the time. And actually, if you give it me that, then guess what? Then I will come to you. Mm. The two most interesting boxes are the bottom right-hand box, which is deception. Uh, so bottom right-hand deception. These are the things where customers say that they want them. But actually, when you give them to them, they don't drive value. So this mm. is the salad. I tell you I want it. Uh, I fill my parks full of you. Therefore, fill your parks with a salad. But nobody ever buys it. So mm. that's deception. The top left hand box is what we would call the subconscious. These are not things that customers say that they want, but they drive a lot of value. So. So typically, and this is the obviously the whole subject of the podcast that, that, that we do, uh, typically a lot of these things are more humanistic things. So let me give you a classic example. Typically, people will tell you that price is the most important thing. Yeah. And yep. certainly when we go into clients, they always say, oh, yeah, price is really important. Now, I'm not saying price is unimportant, but price is never the most most important thing um, what typically comes out in that subconscious so uh, where people are not telling you they want it but drives a lot of value is things like feeling cared for yeah. or feeling valued or trust um, and it's those more human things that people either don't want to articulate i.e you know, and then we actually did this in a construction company uh, and you wouldn't think that roughly tufty construction people would want, you know, would actually want people to feel cared for as a person. Yeah. But actually, that was the biggest driver. You know, yep. I want you to care for me as a person. And that was more important than reliability of equipment, um, uh, you know, uh, pro, um, uh, product cost or or, or whatever. Um, so the beauty of doing this is it, it uh, and this is a, um, why I think we've been asked to talk about this today, is it uncovers that hidden bit that either the customer's not expressing or the, the customer in reality doesn't know it, doesn't know themselves. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, I mean, I, I think that there's like there's kind of no getting away from the fundamentals. Right. So, you know, you need to, to do your best to provide an objectively good experience. You want to actually have connectivity of your Internet. You want your stuff to work. But the idea that you can just endlessly improve on these same objective measures and 
see endless increases in your net promoter scores or, or customer experience, I think is optimistic uh, because a lot of what drives those relational values is this more intuitive relational stuff. And so in addition to being good on the on the basics, the next step then is figuring out how are people reacting to it and are there things, you know, um, people will tell you they want, you know, less waiting time in the doctor's office or, you know, more time with the doctor themselves when in reality the thing that might drive the most value is a 20-minute training session with doctors on making more eye contact uh, yeah. because that communicates kind of this emotional need that nobody was able to articulate them, themselves when asked. Yeah, no, absolutely. And one of the other things that's really important, and, and let me give people an example of a, a of a mobile phone company in the Middle East. So if you think of cell phone companies, mobile phone companies, we've done a lot of work in, in those industries throughout the world. Um, you know, what's the key thing that people say that they want? Well, it's things like, uh, and I'm looking at some results here, um, reliability of network services, quality sure. of network services, you know, that you want your phone to work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but in the research we did, customers that's the thing that customers said that they want the most mm -hmm. but actually it, it it wouldn't drive any more value now let me be yeah. careful with my words it wouldn't drive any more value so in, in other words this this organization had something like 98 percent coverage mm -hmm. and they were just about to invest another you know x billion in improving the network to get it to 99 percent um, and that would not provide any more value by making yep. that investment. But where you, a um, couple of other examples, uh, the thing that where customers didn't say that they, that um, um, so this is what customers would not say that they want, so this is more the subconscious stuff, is like positive presence in my local community. So people don't tell you that they want a positive presence in their local community, but actually, if you provide it to them, it drives a hell of a lot of value. Yeah. And the final part is organizations, in my view, get obsessed by pain points or things that are going wrong. Uh, and therefore, if you again look at this example, uh, um, one of the things that was causing a negative experience and therefore driving negative value was things like the look and feel in the store. Okay. Mm. But here's the issue. I've got a dollar to spend. Where do I spend it? Do I spend it on fixing the things that are going wrong? Do I spend it on what customers say that they want? Or do I spend it on the area that drives most value for me? Yeah. And as a businessman, I would want to spend it on the things that drive most value for me. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the area of, um, you know, positive presence in my local community. So this is, um, this, this is a great way of doing it. One common question we get is, how do you do this? Uh, well, uh, actually, how do you get to the, this hidden value? Uh, it, it's actually based on an advanced form of statistics. I'm not going to go into it now. If anybody's interested, then give us a call or go onto our website. Um, but it's based upon an advanced form of statistics. This is a normal survey. The magic, if you like, is is in the analysis and the way that the analysis is done through this this advanced form of statistics. Um, but um, this gets you to go. 
and I have to say this tends to turn an organization on its head because in fact this is how we started our the book Ryan if you remember the intuitive customer off uh, because what we get is an awful lot of organizations contact us and go you know what we've been running a customer experience program for a while now we've got some improvements but now we've plateaued you know mm-hmm. how do we move our experience to the next level and the issue is is the reason it's plateaued is because they're focusing on the wrong things they're focusing on yep. that deception you know of people what customers are telling you that they want but actually it's not going to drive any more loyalty satisfaction spend um, what you actually need to do is to move to that next level you need to understand that more of that hidden experience does that make sense absolutely so um i think that's all we're going to talk about today if anybody's interested in talking about this further then uh, just go to our website and um uh, we can have a further chat uh, and thanks very much for the suggestion to cover this hidden the, this hidden experience um if there's any more suggestions that anybody's got or anything that we would like to cover then please don't hesitate to contact us just uh, literally just email us at contact at beyondphilosophy.com that's contact at beyondphilosophy.com so thanks very much and we look forward to talking to you next week thanks so this is colin i promise to be back with you at the end of the show if you want to undertake our self-assessment and get a free report simply go to beyondphilosophy.com backslash assessment that's beyondphilosophy.com backslash assessment this has been the intuitive customer colin shaw and professor ryan hamilton but it doesn't end here just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast to find all of our shows access free tools and resources and subscribe won't you that way you'll never miss a show that's beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast and we'll talk with you next time on the intuitive customer